Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Is the Dan Grosser Show. But on June the 24th, let's take a step back here for a second. And let's examine the state of New York baseball. You got one team that is the most expensive club in the history of the sport. Where you have guys dropping fly balls. Not even dropping fly balls. Like looking at each other and letting the ball just drop between them. It, you know, like we keep saying it as a joke, like bringing up the bad news bears, but that's what it looks like. So you can't tell me that not having Aaron Judge in the lineup is the reason why the Yankees suddenly just can't function. And the Mets season is dead and buried. And if the Yankees didn't have Aaron Judge on the shelf, we might even be saying something similar about them. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Grosser Show, 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Remember, we're taking it right up until noon. Then we're going to hand things over to Anita at Dan Grasses, where you can get me on the old social media if you want to interact there. Comments, concerns, you know, we're the uh, complaint department, I guess. Uh, good hour on the baseball. We'll get back to it here in just a little bit. But I wanted to open up the conversation here now to some NBA into some hoops because dun -da -da -da, we are about a week away to officially – Kickstart the summer of craziness. You know, and Bart and I were talking about it the last couple of days here, and, and I always like to say there is nothing like an NBA summer, really and truly. Nothing like an NBA summer. And when you get a good one where you got the big movers and shakers that change zip codes, that is the type of content that will last you weeks, weeks, and the rumor mill, and the whole nine yards. Like, it really is anything on and of itself. And I understand that, look, the NBA is not on the same level as a whole as what the NFL is, and so on and so forth, right? But the NBA is a star-driven league. And when you only have five guys who are on the court at the same time, you know, if one of those guys, for example who is a big influence on a club, if he is going to change teams and change locations, well, you know what? That's newsworthy. And already we've seen a couple of guys here get traded before we were able to get things going in this offseason, which, hey, it's going to give us some meat to chew on here. You know, Chris Paul going to Golden State. Okay, that is a story. That's big news. Bradley Beal getting traded already. The KP trade to Boston and Marcus Smart going to Memphis. And look, it's not even July yet. And this is the stuff that's happening already. All that stuff happened before the NBA draft. What's going to transpire over the next week, two weeks? I can't wait. But as far as the Knicks are concerned, right, because that's the priority in this town. Knicks were a great story last year, right? I don't have to tell you that. They were a great story. But if the Knicks want to get to a point where I think most fans want to see them get to, that's to where they stop being a good story and start being a team that when the year begins, you're going to have high expectations and you're going to expect them to compete for 
a spot in the conference finals, or dare I say, a spot in the NBA finals, and really start to dream big and think, what is it going to take to get yourself a championship? And I was really surprised over the last couple of days, not so much, you know, the different things that were coming through the rumor mill, and the big name was Paul George, right? That was the one that was, you know, really kind of sort of festering a little bit. Because the Clippers are in a situation where they might be in a little bit of a transition. And that the Knicks were having conversations with them about maybe, just maybe, seeing what it would take to bring a guy of his caliber over here. Now, the thing about Paul George, look, would I be in favor of bringing him here? Absolutely. 100%. But there are imperfections. Somebody like Paul George, you get him, but you don't know if you're going to see Paul George in street clothes or if you're going to see Paul George actually in a Nick uniform out on the floor. Because the guy never plays. Right? The guy never plays. And that's always something that you have to take into consideration. And believe me, he's not the only one that fits that category because there's a lot of guys like that. But his player option right now, after next year, is pushing 50 million bucks. This season, it's an expiring contract. $45.5 million. Okay? So we'll see how he did, what he does with that option. I mean, look... You and I could sit here and say that's a hell of a lot of money to pass up, but if Paul George goes out there and plays a tremendous season of basketball, whether it's for the Knicks, whether it's for the Clippers, whether it's for anybody, if he has a big year and he could stay on the court and he's durable, you know what, that $48 million that he has coming to him for the following season, he might opt out and say, you know what, I'm going to get more than that from someplace else. I mean, he's not an old man. You know, he's only, what, 32 years of age? So you figure that he still has some basketball left in him here. And if you're the Knicks, as soon as the season ended in six games to the Miami Heat and we began our postscript, what was the thing that, you know, we all kind of said? They can't just run this back. Right? You've got to be able to tweak this roster. You have to, more importantly, make some additions to this roster because it's not good enough. To just sit there and say, yep, same group back. We're going to take it one step further. That would be foolish. Be foolish. Because right now, if you consider yourself a top four team in the Eastern Conference, based upon you were one of the last four teams still playing, that's irresponsible. And I know that the front office isn't looking at it in those terms. No front office would. Because who's to say what team, either above or below the Knicks, is going to make some sort of a push or have some sort of a regression. We have no clue, right? Remember, Miami technically finished below the Knicks this past season. Miami was just happy to get in. They were the eighth seed when it was all said and done, and they found themselves in the NBA Finals. You just never know. Is Atlanta going to rise up after a disappointing season last year? and maybe be a better team than they were a season ago? What other club that was maybe out of the playoffs entirely be that surprise team after maybe a shocking trade or two that we're going to see over the next couple of weeks? We have no idea. What are the Philadelphia 76ers going to look like? The Cleveland Cavaliers. What about Cleveland? You know, Cleveland is a team that they might be content with just running it back. They might think that their core is in place, and they say, all right, you know, we won 50-plus games, got a bad matchup in the first round, didn't play our best, but we think that we're going to be better the next time around. Well, that's their cross to bear, not here in New York. But the Knicks have to get better. We know what the deficiencies are. 
you got to go out there and get yourself some shooting. To me, that's the number one priority. If you want to go big game hunting and talk about somebody like a Paul George or somebody that's really going to move the needle and improve this club, then you know what? I'm all ears. I'm all ears. But the other thing that kind of took shape over the last couple of days, just from, from talking to everybody, is apparently there's still a good amount of this fan base. And be honest with you, I was surprised. That is not all in on Julius Randle. And is still looking for ways to kick him to the curb. And maybe what's the most surprising thing about it is not just kick him to the curb and move on and thanks for the memories, that whole thing. You know, change for the sake of change. They want to do that because it's going to provide more of an opportunity for Roby Toppin to go out there and get his minutes because, you know, maybe I'm on the outside looking in here, but apparently to some people of this fan base, they think that if Obi Toppin goes out there and plays, you know, 30, 35 minutes a night, you're talking about an NBA All-Star. And he's going to be even more productive than Julius Randle was for this team over the last few years. Guy who was 25-10, and 10, a guy who was a two-time All-NBA player, a two-time All-Star, the whole, the whole nine yards, and all of a sudden that's not good enough anymore. Like think, and, and, and that's why I think the perspective gets slanted a little bit. You know, just because you're the Knicks and you go to the playoffs and you win a round, right, and you were a couple of wins away from the conference finals and you had this revelation that you stumbled upon in Jalen Brunson, just because you have all of those things, it doesn't mean that you got it all figured out. You know, it doesn't mean that you have this great foundation of winning, yeah, like, for example, the San Antonio Spurs, they got lucky. They got Victor. And you know as well as I do, chances are things are going to go back to the way they were for the Spurs. Like, they're going to go back to being one of the elite teams in the Western Conference. If not this year, in a couple of years they will. Just because they have that history and that foundation. Knicks don't have that. You know, you want to go back the last 20, 25 years? Knicks don't have that. It's been the complete opposite. They're building up to something again. Knicks are trying to recapture what they had in the 90s. But you can't just automatically say that, oh, you know what, we got a player who was more often than not good for us, and we just want to move on from him because, oh, he's not as good in the playoffs as he is in the regular season. Guy also was out there playing on one leg. Guy also went and had ankle surgery. So you know that it wasn't something that was cosmetic by nature. And the fanfare with the Obi Toppin stuff, I, I, I mean, really? You know, he and Tibbs aren't seeing eye to eye. You know what, then maybe he does need to change the scenery. But for the people to think that getting rid of Julius Randle to provide this now opportunity for Obi Toppin, I mean, that's just, it's, it's reckless. And I like Obi Toppin. I like him a lot. But that's not how you solve these problems. That's not how you get better. Like subtracting 25 and 10 from your team. Guys, there's only a handful of players in this sport who are 25 and 10 guys. And we're talking about like the elite of the elite. Nikola Jokic, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, like guys like that. Oh, and by the way, Julius Randle. And you want to kick that to the curb. Like over the last two decades, realistically speaking, tell me the elite players that the Knicks have had on this roster who were all NBA caliber. You know, Carmelo Anthony was here for a few years, great. 
you know, that first year or so when Amari Stoudemire came and he was still relatively healthy before all the other things kind of took shape of him. All right, he was at that level. Other than that, who have they had? And now you found this guy, somebody that you signed that others considered a consolation prize a few years ago because KD and Kyrie went to Brooklyn and they didn't even want to take the damn meeting with the Knicks. LeBron didn't want any part of it. Uh, you know, Paul George, Kawhi, all these players, nobody wanted anything with the Knicks. But Julius Randle comes, signs a multi-year deal as the fallback option. Think of what he becomes, and now you want to get rid of him. Really? I don't see it. I don't see it. Isn't it funny how Jalen Brunson, like think about this for a second, Jalen Brunson, you signed him as a free agent. He was sensational last year. And maybe even getting better. Right? Maybe even getting better. Become the heart and soul of this team. And if you think about the money that Jalen Brunson is getting paid on that contract, that is a steal compared to what other guys around the league get that are way less productive than him. But yet, Randall, who you also signed as a free agent, look at what he has blossomed into on your team, under your watch. But yet, that's not sufficient enough. I'm trying to figure out the difference. One guy we're going to praise, one, one guy we're going to throw bouquets at, and justifiably so. The other guy we got to kick to the curb. I always thought the idea was you can't have enough good players. But to some, you finally got one under your watch, and you want to boot him out of here. Okay. 800-919-3776. That is a telephone number. Nick's calls when we come back. 800-919-3776. Grasso Show, 9870 ESPN. They didn't have a baby on the Titanic. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Enter the ESPN New York no-hitter sweepstakes for your chance to win $25,000. you got to find the no-hitter tile on the ESPN New York app. You pick a team and then you submit your entry. Today's qualifier is Mary Monaghan from Southbury, Connecticut, who has chosen New York's American League team to throw a no-hitter today. Presented by Mohegan Sun Casino.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPN New York. 
Com. New York's American League team, by the way, is going to feature a hurler by the name of Luis Severino this afternoon, who the last few times out has effectively, well, he's thrown batting practice to the opposition. So we wish Mary all the luck in the world and hopefully she wins riches beyond her wildest dreams. Severino against John Gray, weather permitting this afternoon. Mets in Philly. They're going to give the ball to Max Scherzer against Christopher Sanchez. Once again, weather permitting there as well. It's gotten to the point, like I said, with both of these teams, and it's like, yeah, you know, whatever happens, happens. Like you just, it's gotten to the point you go in with no expectations, little to no expectations with these teams. But nevertheless, we're talking Knicks, and for a change, they are the team with some expectations, right? Which is not a bad thing here. So let's uh, get some Knicks calls up. Let us say hi to Sean in Long Island, who is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Sean, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sean, I'm doing outstanding. I wish the weather was better, but you know what? You can't have it all, right? Uh, You're telling me. I just want to say, as a diehard Knicks fan, I, for the most part, completely agree with you about Julius Randle. Just the one thing you didn't bring up is, it kind of brings, you know, when things aren't going well, he brings a bad energy and his attitude changes. And that's the major change that he needs to make to really rise up. But I completely agree with you about Julius, what, his, what he brings, 25 and 10. He has so much potential to do even more, actually. It's just the attitude and energy when things are going wrong that really need to change. You're not wrong. And I'm just curious I, what you thought on that. Yeah, I, I mean, Sean, you're not wrong. And I thank you for the phone call. But you know what? And, and I get the optic is bad. And the whole nine yards. And look, I've been critical, right? Whenever he had those moments in the games, playoffs, whatever, I'd be right there with everybody else. And you wouldn't like the look. But if I could remove myself from the situation, and if we all can, maybe you give him a pass. Because here's what we do know. Number one, if you want to judge it on the playoffs alone, we know the guy wasn't healthy. Because athletes could say that they don't care. Athletes could say that they block out the noise. They don't pay attention. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. They know what's being written. They know what's being said, what's being talked about on stations like this and shows like this, especially when they're not performing, and especially in the playoffs where everybody knows that that's the most important time of the year. For better or for worse, that's what you're judged on. You don't think that Julius Randle, after coming off of a season like he had, All-NBA, All-Star, the whole nine yards. Then he suffers that injury late in the season, misses time, tries to come back for the playoffs, which he does, then re-aggravates the damn thing again. You know what? If I was deprived of doing what I do and not being able to do it at my best, I'd probably feel the same way. And I don't know if I'd be able to hide my body language, let's say, especially in front of, you know, millions of people when the spotlight is on and all those things. So... If you take the human nature aspect into consideration, we don't know what dudes are going through. Now, if you want to say, well, we see this in the regular season. Yeah, we see it in the regular season. We saw it in the regular season last year, and it was bad. When the team was going bad, he was playing bad, and it was awful. I'll give you that. But this is a guy, if you listen to that Paul George podcast, and we played some of those sound bites for you earlier in the week, this is a guy who's all in. And despite the hard times and despite the criticisms, he still is devoted to this team and to this city. And you admire him from that. Now, one thing I do kind of disagree with what he said on that podcast about having Jalen Brunson around and this is only year one 
and things are just going to get better. What he was intimating, or if he was trying to intimate, that they should just run it back with this same group, that's where I disagree. And that's what I started talking out about, is that they need to bring in some pieces here. And I'm not saying necessarily shoot for the stars. Like, you don't need to bring in another all-NBA player, but you've got to get some more help on this team. Let's say hi to Dave in Jersey City. Up next, 98.7 ESPN. David, how are you? Thank you. I appreciate taking my call. What's I up, just Dave? want to thank you. I want to thank you for just saying something positive about Julius Randle. The Knicks, when I when I call call the station, I try to tell people you have NBA varsity, NBA JV, mm-hmm. and let's say NBA freshman. Most of the Knicks players like top topping is an NBA freshman type player. Grimes could go JV freshman. The only two players the Knicks basically two point five players the Knicks have is um Barrett, um Randall and and, and I call little tight the jock Brunson and they blown up his head. He's just a straight up jocker. He don't pass the ball. But here go what I want to say. I go back to the when when people are teens and they little kids Julius Randle is that player on the team that we got to wait until he can get his mother fix his breakfast and do everything for him, pamper him. But he's that top player that we're trying to pick up to go play in our games because we know we can win. A lot of the pressure the Knicks are under, Julius Randle has to put it on his back. And, and Brunson is also, he, he's kind of um, pacifying it. But you take Brunson and and Randall away, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks shouldn't even be that team shouldn't even be in the NBA. They garbage. I appreciate you supporting George Randall. Have a great day, and I appreciate your great service, Dave. I appreciate your phone call. See, look at that. I'm providing a service. I had no idea. I thought I was just doing a show, but I guess I'm providing a service. It's good to know. It feels a little bit more legitimate, right? What do you do? What'd you do today? Well, I woke up and I provided a service. I can now use that for the rest of the day. So I thank Dave for that. Dave, you're preaching to the choir, right? It's the point I'm trying to convey. Last couple of days, hearing from people, kick them to the curb, kick it to the curb. I mean, guys, 25 and 10 don't grow on trees. And you can sit here and tell me about how the NBA game has changed and 25 10 don't mean, which is to me nonsense. It's poppycock. Where are you getting that type of production? And look, we're narrowing everything down to the playoffs, the playoffs, the play. You're not getting to the playoffs without the contributions from guys like Julius Randle. You're not getting there. So then what would the conversation be, right? 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. More NBA talk, including what we thought of the draft from the other night. Grasso Show till noon, 9870 ESPN. Fogo Power. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. So we already had a couple of big moves in the NBA. And remember, it's not even July the 1st. Actually, the, um, the talking is allowed to begin on June the 30th, which is next Friday at 6 p.m., is when teams can have conversations with agents and so on and so forth, which, you know, wink, wink. It's like the worst kept secret in the world. Yeah, we're going to begin at 6 p.m. only when you know that this stuff has already been happening. Everybody's buddy-buddy with each other. And then you could start to make the moves here on uh, July the 1st, which is, you know, become eventful in NBA circles, as I discussed. And the fact that, you know, you had that Chris Paul trade the other day, going to the Golden State Warriors. Golden State frees up the Jordan Poole contract, bring in an expiring contract in Chris Paul. Now, look, I don't even know, and I'm not even a 1,000% certain that, that CP3 is even going to finish out the year with Golden State because I don't necessarily know or believe or feel deep down if the fit is where it needs to be. But if Chris Paul's okay with coming off the bench, I think you're going to have two diametrically opposed schemes and offenses for Golden State depending on the floor units that are out there because Chris Paul's going to grind the game to a halt compared to how Golden State usually plays and wants to play, right? So if he's okay with the role, if it doesn't contradict too much with the first unit, maybe it could work, maybe. But they had to do something with getting Jordan Poole out of there, and now maybe that changes things with Draymond Green and where he's going to resurface next year. Like, does this increase the likelihood that he comes back to Golden State? He may have to take a little bit of a hometown discount if he wants to go back to the Warriors. You know, there's probably going to be another team out there that could pay him a little bit more just in terms of availability and cap space and all those other things. And Draymond, like, we, we were looking this up the other day. Like, it is amazing to me, and I never would have thought this. You know how much money Draymond Green has made in his NBA career already in contracts, right? He has made $155 million already in NBA contracts. That is staggering to me. So if you're Draymond, and I understand that everybody wants to get what they feel they're worth in life, but if winning is the most important thing to him, right, I think he'll be okay with $155 million plus whatever other money he's taken in with, you know, off-the-court endeavors. I, I, I think he's not going to go hungry I think they're not going to turn the lights off anytime soon, right? He'll, he, the bills are going to be paid. So if they run it back with them, I think Golden State could still be a team here that you reckon with in the Western Conference. But as I said, if I'm not sure about Chris Paul sticking it out with that team, who's to say they don't package him a la D'Angelo Russell, what they did with him once upon a time, and that got him Andrew Wiggins. But Washington, my goodness, I mean, you, you, you look at this teardown right now. And I understand that they weren't getting much from these guys anyway, but, you know, Bradley Beal's now in Phoenix. KP's at the, with the Boston Celtics. Chris Paul, who, you know, never put on a uniform for Washington, gone. Right? But they finally got themselves a first-round pick after all these trades. It is a protected one, albeit. But Washington is in full tank mode here. And there was – remember those five minutes or so 
I'm going to hold those five minutes fondly and near and dear when there was at least maybe a little bit of an inkling or a suggestion of a KP Knicks reunion next season. Well, you can forget about that one because now he's up in Boston. I think he'll help the Celtics. I do. If he could stay on the floor, I think he helps the Celtics. Another score, a guy who could space the floor. I think that'll do good for their scheme, but, 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 and I can't stress this enough. I don't know if people realize, like you talk about like identity and DNA, heart and soul, whatever analogy you want to use. I don't think people are giving it enough credit just how much Marcus Smart meant to the Boston Celtics, right? That dude, like, I know Jason Tatum is the guy. But Marcus Smart was like the heart and soul of that team. And so sometimes you lose a player and it's more than just the box score and statistics and minutes. I think the Celtics are going to miss Marcus Smart. I I really do. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that the Celtics are going to plummet in the Eastern Conference standings. But they will miss what he brought to that team. The locker room, the huddle, whatever. Marcus Smart will be missed. And you know what? The Memphis Grizzlies, they got a hell of a lot on their plate right now. Thanks to our buddy John Morant. Marcus Smart, he'll do wonders for that Grizzlies team. A Grizzlies team that's talented, but maybe needs an adult in that locker room. And a guy that can maybe help that team start to maybe play off on some of their potential. And to get the focus on basketball. Great move for the Grizzlies, and the Celtics are going to miss Marcus Smart. I really believe that. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Lavelle and Yonkers, up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Lavelle, how you doing? Dan the man, how are you this morning? What's up, Lavelle? How's things? Things are good. Listen, I, I, um, I hate to disagree with you, but I have to with the Julius Randles thing. Um, you know, 25 and 10, I understand that's, that's a rare thing. But if we take two teams, right, two different teams, let's look at this uh, disaster of a Nets team that, that just imploded with all those superstars that right. should have won three, four championships, and then we take the team that just won the championship, the, the, the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. That, was, that took time. That mm-hmm. took time and chemistry to build to mm-hmm. get to where they were, where they, could, where they could win. Julius Randle is sneakily a selfish player. It, it goes under the radar. But he is a selfish-minded player if you really watch him. And trust me, unfortunately, I have. So what happens is he thinks he's a superstar. He thinks he's the man. So what happens is when he starts – that's why he gets so upset and gets even rageful, snaps at his team on on the court. He makes them play tight because everyone's walking on eggshells for him. The coach babies him. And, of course – you know, I, we already, I've already called you before and talked about how I feel about, about Tibbs. I'm not even going to get into But, but Lavelle, I'll let you, Lavelle, I'll let you finish. I got a question for you, though, yeah. based on one thing you said. Because mm-hmm. I'm hearing a little bit of a contradiction. You said okay. that Denver, they just won the championship. That mm-hmm. took time. Remember, Michael mm-hmm. Malone, Nikola Jokic, they were there for eight years before they got to the top of the mountain. This is year four mm-hmm. for Julius Randle, or four years with Julius Randle with the Knicks. One year in the books with a competent point guard in Jalen Brunson. So that's only half the amount of time it took the Denver Nuggets to scale the NBA. Right. Well, well this, this, is, this is why, what I mean when I say that. 
he's not good for the team chemistry. Because even though he's a better player than Obi Toppin, we don't know who Obi Toppin is. Because you have a coach, and I blame the front office for this, you don't let your coach not play your lottery player. Just refuse. He squandered his, uh, Obi's entire um, rookie season. So the thing, the thing I'm saying is, you know, what's more important is the chemistry. They, Even though Jokic is probably the best player in the world right now, him, Jamal Crawford, the rest of the team, they have amazing chemistry with each other. So even though you'll be losing 25 and 10, You'll be you'll be strengthening your actual core players, same with Golden State did in the beginning of their times, and with your young players because we know what Julius Randle is. He'll never be bigger than this. And the problem is, his first time ever making the playoffs was that first year with the Knicks. That's way too old. And I know you say so what the playoffs, but if we're trying to beat these teams, we you know we got to be good in the playoffs. So although you know to to, to win, you gotta you gotta give to get. So even though we're, we'd be losing 25 and 10, if we can improve the overall morale in the in, in the locker room and also the speed and pacing on the court, then in the long run, we're, we'll be better and we'll be opening it up for a real superstar to come and then actually take this team to the next level. You can't have a guy who sneaky thinks he's a superstar who's low-key dragging everyone else down. Watch the difference. I, I challenge you this season. Watch the difference in how they play when he's off the court versus when he's on. He makes everyone tight because he's kind of like a, a loose cannon. So I, I just think it's it's he's be seeing the, the most out of him. I think personally, him and Tibbs got to go. But Tibbs, that's a story for another day. We're talking let about me, Lavelle, real quick. Let me just ask you a quick question. Yeah. And and I always yeah, appreciate yeah. the call because again, yeah, you yeah. sound like one of these Ob Truther guys, which I know that they're out there. And no, that's fine. not even. Don't don't even. No, 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 no. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Let me ask yeah, you a question, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. If Obi Toppin today, today, was wearing a Brooklyn jersey instead of a Nick jersey, is mm-hmm. Obi Toppin part of the starting five of the Brooklyn Nets today? I would say no. You, okay, you, thank you're you. Right. Lavelle, you proved my point. Thank you so much. I love you. Have a great weekend. And thank you for calling. That's the point, guys. Everybody that wants to sit here and pump up Obi Toppin, my guy can't even crack the starting five of the Brooklyn Nets right now. And by the way, the Brooklyn Nets don't have Kevin Durant no more. They don't have Kyrie Irving anymore. It's not like then you're saying he's taking a seat for, like, freaking future Hall of Famers here, guys. Right? I like Obi Toppin. I like what he brings to the team. But it's funny. I heard Lavelle, and I like Lavelle. But he was sitting there and he threw the S word out there for, uh, to describe Julius Randle multiple times during that phone call. The S word is hateful. It's spiteful. But he kept calling him selfish. Correct me if I'm wrong. And again, I'm just some yo-yo that reads the reports that are being put out there, right? I wasn't there. I'm just going by what's being reported. Didn't the latest we hear about Obi Toppin is a dude who was sitting there arguing with his head coach during the NBA playoffs? That he wasn't playing enough in the NBA playoffs? Isn't that about like team, 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 and only team, team first, team second, team third? You're trying to get to the conference finals. Your team just suffered a tough loss. And you're complaining about, I didn't play enough? If that was Julius Randle, let's be fair. Let's be fair. If that was Julius Randle, Take out Obi's name and you put Julius' name in there. That Julius Randle was arguing with Tom Thibodeau after a loss in the playoffs about 
He didn't get on the floor in the fourth quarter. Remember those games that the Knicks won and Julius Randle didn't play in the fourth quarter? Tibbs benched him. If we heard that report, if it was true with Julius, what would the fans and what would the calls be like if Randle was the subject instead of Obi? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that would be dominating the entire station for a week nonstop around the clock. They would have to bring in help off the sidewalk to be able to fend off the angry callers. You can't handle the truth. But that's what we're dealing with here. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. More of your phone calls. We'll get into some draft stuff as well. We go till noon. Grasses Show, 98.7 ESPN. You sound like one of these OB truther guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Get back to the calls in just a second here. I got to be honest with you, and I know that we have some fun, or I've had some fun at their expense, certainly over the course of the year when things were going bad. But I got to say, for all my Brooklyn brothers and sisters, I like what the Nets did the other night. I do. I like what the Nets did in the draft. And I like the way that they're approaching this, I don't want to say rebuild, how about a retool? Obviously, you can't go all in again like they tried to a few years ago because it backfired on them. But I like how the Nets are approaching this thing. I think methodical is a good word to describe it. They're stockpiling assets, and they've got plenty of those. And you never know what's going to happen in the draft. It's a crapshoot. We all know that. But the players that they ended up selecting the other night, I mean, a couple of them are literally kids. The first-round picks are 18 years old, so you never know. I mean, think about when we were all 18 years old. Could you ever forecast? I mean, when I was 18 years old, you probably didn't even know what guy you were getting, you know, a week from, a week from now, much less, you know, four or five years down the road. Very unpredictable, like the weather. But Clowney's a big out of Alabama, 6'10". You know, there's kind of like a poor man's maybe or, you know, could turn into like a Nick Claxton type player. And Whitehead from Duke, unfortunately, you barely saw him last year because of injuries. But if he was healthy and if he played, I mean, this is a guy who would have been maybe like a top six, seven pick in this draft. And they decided to roll the dice on him because he's young, because he's got upside. You know, could he be like another Karis Levert? Who knows? I think if both of those guys pan out, that's a win for the Nets. And then Jalen Wilson in the second round, you know what? This is a dude who has gotten better and better and better each year that he was in college, part of a championship team two years ago at Kansas. And as I said, his ga- he's, he's a grown-up, right? He spent his time in college playing high-level basketball. And I know that that's not the end-all, be-all, because we've seen guys that accomplish a lot, like you know Drew Timmy, for example, at Gonzaga. Drew Timmy didn't even get drafted. And he played at Gonzaga for, I think, 17 years. When you throw in the COVID year and all the other things, he never even wanted to leave school. 
And it's just, it's remarkable with this draft, too, how the scouting process has just changed so much over the years and how you evaluate players, right? Oscar Shibway, who two years ago was the National Player of the Year from Kentucky, National Player of the Year, not Kentucky MVP, SEC MVP, the National Freaking Player of the Year was not even drafted. 58 spots or whatever in the draft total, 58 picks, and not one of them for a guy who was the best player in the country two years ago. Adama Sinogo, same thing. With Connecticut, just won a championship, a big, no room at the end. But instead, if you're 17 years old, if you're 18 years old, and you were part of, you know, a Gatorade Elite program or Overtime Elite or whatever it is, you know what, we like your upside, we like your potential, we're going to roll the dice on you. And now, because of what happened in the draft with Scoot Henderson ended up out in Portland, what, is the, what are the Blazers going to do with Dame Lillard? I cannot see. I don't care how they spin it. I cannot see Dame sticking around the Northwest much longer. Does that happen next week? You would have to think so. And I've always been one of these guys. And if you've listened to me long enough, like I respect dudes who stick around one place for the long term, right? It's kind of old school. Even if you don't win, you still try to run it back and you still try to take your chances and, you know, the place that you've been, the place where you grew up, you try to bring them a winner. I'm always going to advocate for that. And I respect guys like Damian Lillard. But right now, where he is in his career and the amount of time that he's put in with that group, a dozen years or whatever it was, it might be time to part ways. A change of scenery might benefit both, right? They're going to turn things over to the kid, let Dame go someplace else and run the show and try to win with another club. And oh, by the way, how about give him some more exposure? You're playing up in Portland. Like, Portland was not a big-time draw. They're not going to be a big-time draw. Games are going to be on late at night, if and when they even get the national TV assignments. Say hi to Josh in Brooklyn. Up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Josh, how are you? Hey, what's up, Dan? How you doing? Come on, in, Josh. Man. I'm good. Um, what's going on? I'm good too. The Mets make me sad, but I'm, well, I'm good besides that. But don't yeah. let it ruin your summer, please. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> but this, these, these, these callers about this Obi Toppin and Julius Randle thing—it's people are so short-sighted and they, and they forget so much sometimes. I think they forget the years of what we were before um before before Tibbs came here and before and what we were when the team just had when it was when it was Julius Randle and um uh Marcus Morris and and Frank Nilakin. I they forget those times of what this team was. And they and they and they, 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 they bring up these, these these lies about oh Tibbs doesn't he doesn't develop players. Who was Julius Randle before he came to the team? He was a guy that was at, that moved from the Lakers to um to New Orleans, and he wasn't a big time. He wasn't what he was now. Mm-mm. And so, I, and they they they, they tend to forget this. And you brought up a great a great point about when he was when Tim sat him down the, the games during the year. He did. You didn't hear him cry and complain about any about any. But you're hearing Obi Toppin complain, and we're in the playoffs. And if that was if that was Julius Randle's name. On that report, they would have been they would have been ready, ready to have a picket sign in front of Madison Square Garden to not have him come back to the Knicks. 
we've seen Obi Toppin play. We've seen when when Julius Randle was injured and he, and he wasn't playing. Obi Toppin played those few games. Yeah, he averaged what 20, 21 points up like that. But they were all everything was off of dunks and assists. He wasn't getting anything in the. He, he can't make his own shot. He wasn't doing. He can't facilitate anything. He passed the ball off every time. I watched every single game. He does nothing for himself. Well, and and, and so, Josh, so Josh. To that point also, what you're saying, like people are talking about, you know, throwing out the numbers when he started, when Julius was hurt at the end of the regular season, failing to recognize, remember who they played in those games. They were playing teams that were dead and buried, like Indiana they played twice in those five games. Indiana was playing for nothing. They were playing dudes off the street. And killed them. Right. That Charlotte Hornets game where Charlotte came back and killed them, and they have nobody on the team. They forget those games when Jordan, when they forget when they had the when when right. that snapped the Knicks winning streak. Yeah, exactly. But they forget those things. But so to say that you you don't want a twenty five and ten guy, and, and you just named what it was five players who you want on this team, but you don't want Julius. It doesn't make any sense to say and to say that you want Obi Toppin. He, he's not a guy that can, he can't get his own shot. He does. He you see what he was when he wasn't playing. You can say that he didn't have enough time. Okay, cool. But you know you can see what kind of player he is. He's Blake Griffin, to be honest with you. To be honest with everybody, he's Blake Griffin. He's Blake Griffin. If he develops a little bit longer, he's, he's going to be Blake Griffin. If Blake Griffin did it, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin was a what? The, I don't know where he finished last. I think he finished on Boston Celtics. Boston. He didn't even play. He didn't, didn't even play. play. But Blake Griffin's been, you know, so he's been around the block. What are you talking about? Hey, Josh, thank you for the phone call. Good, and you make good points, right? You know, it, it's almost like we're reverting back. To those days and to that summer, remember 2019, wasn't that long ago, folks. I know the world was a different place, but Julius Randle was thought to be a consolation prize. An unimpressive consolation prize who came off the one good season with New Orleans. He was the guy that the Knicks signed to a multi-year deal. Everybody else was like one-year deals. Remember the Bobby Portis, Wayne Ellington, all those guys? Just to be able to kind of save face. And they tried to spin it in a positive light as to, well, you know what? Kyrie and KD, they're going to go to Brooklyn, but things are better over here. And we're excited about Bobby Portis and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Reggie Bullock, you know? But Randall's a guy that you took a chance on. He took a chance on you. And look what he blossomed into. Two All-Stars, two All-NBAs, 25 and 10. And now he's not good enough. Okay. All right, one hour left to go. We'll get into some football matters as well here over the final 60. Dan Gross until noon right here on 98.7 ESPN. They've blown up his head.